typical episode of our show starts with me going on some sort of like epic opening soliloquy. However, this week, I'm going to punt it over to you, and I'm going to have you go on the epic opening soliloquy. So, over to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I have an announcement to make. Breaking news. Breaking news. Shocking. But I have to say it. I'm back on the bandwagon. He's back on the bandwagon. You hear that, folks? I'm back. And I'm back because they're winning. And I'm back because everything that was shitty that happened, happened. But you know what time does? It heals all. It heals old wounds. Yes, it does. And this team winning 10 of 11 games. Five in a row. 12 wins. Two of them allowing more than two goals. And they're banking points. And you know what? I got to stop saying you know what. If you keep listening to the show, the amount of times I say it, I'm sick of it. I'm going to try and stop. but But you know what? But you know what? You look at a guy like Zach Hyman, okay? Yeah. Everyone cried their faces off when this guy left town. A bunch of wah-wahs, including me. I remember, hey, last season, me and you were on here being like, we can't get rid of this guy. Yeah. I you, know what, you know what this season has proved to, to everyone? What? That if your top players score and contribute and the way this team is set up with it being so top heavy, when those players are playing the way they should be playing and the way they are paid, and you have a goaltender who oh, he's there's there's who, no doubt in my mind who the best player on the Toronto Maple who, Leafs is right now. I, I need a stat nerd to to hit me up. Maybe I'll do the research myself after this. But is there a better start? in Maple Leaf history and net than this? I don't think so. Like, Off the top of my head, I with, don't think with so. With all the stats, all, all the, the the easy goalie stats, all the save percentage and goals against average and wins and shutouts, and it's like he did it again tonight. Yeah, yeah, he did. One goal. Yeah. And, and they, like a, bu- a bunch of big saves, especially in the third period. And, and it's like he's making... Big saves, but it's just like it doesn't seem as like dangerous as it has in the past. Like, but I think, I think I not that I want to take any praise away from Jack Campbell whatsoever, but I think to your point, like the way they're playing, like yeah, they the, defensively, it up, yeah, it's way tighter. They've tightened it up, and they're and they're playing uh, the, the, the cliche play sixty minutes of hockey. But like they're they're getting better at it. Like, what do you say to the people who are listening to you go on this rant right now and are like, "Talk to me in a few months when they've lost four in a row, or they've lost five of six. Well, I would think it would be talk to me when they get to April and lose in the playoffs. And I get that. I get it. I get they will lose four in a row. Like they yeah. will. Yeah. But aren't you happy that this is happening? Like I I don't know. Like. It, we could sit here and whine and complain about last season and the season before that and what happened in the playoffs. I get it. I, I There's no problem with that. It's just, 
like they're still a good team. They're still winning. Like this is a whole new year. Like I don't I'm not saying they're going to win the Stanley Cup, but like they're the hottest team in the league right now. They're yeah. playing good hockey. Yeah. They're like things are going well. It's it's like I'm just happy that it's not a collapse. I'm going to keep saying that every single week. I'm just so happy that it's not a disaster. No. Cuz it was looking like that. It you, was looking yeah. brutal. Yeah. And and our expectations and trade this guy and trade that guy. And looking back on it, it's like Dubas had no choice but to go all in this season. And and it's proving him right right now because it's like you make a deal for one of those guys. What do you get back? What money? Blah, blah, blah. Instead, go back with these dudes and, and it's paying off. And it's and it's just like it's almost mind boggling. I'm almost in shock of like this start, this streak they're on. It's it's shocking. Like it's getting me back to a place where it was like, you know what? They're still good. They're still a good team. I'd rather them be a good team and make the playoffs every year. I can't stress this enough. If this team ever oh goes God. back to being a bottom feeder. Could you imagine like, coming oh. on here? Yeah. Could you imagine coming on here and oh. they're like they're in last place? Could you imagine being doing a Vancouver Canucks podcast right oh now? Oh my yeah. God. And, and and you look at the Rangers too, and it's it's they have two top three picks in the ro- on the roster, and and both guys they're good, they're good players, yeah. but they're not they're not Marner, they're not Matthews. So like, if you look at so what what is the difference? Like why why do they seem to be clicking? Well, first of all, you talked about it last week, and they were talking about it on the pregame on TSN tonight. Special teams for combined power play and penalty kill, they're third in the league. Yeah, there's the Oilers who are like miles ahead of everyone because their power play is just stupid. Yeah. Then surprisingly, the Anaheim Ducks are second. Yeah, they're having a good year. And the Leafs are third. PK is at like 84% or something. So I think defensively specifically, you know, last week we were talking about the mortgage broker, Dean Chenowth, coming in Mm. and taking over the defense. (laughs) The real estate agent. The real estate agent, Dean Chenowth, the accountant. Yeah, the accountant. The accountant, Dean Chenowth, coming in and taking over. Maybe Dean could set me up a retirement savings plan. Yes. Maybe I'll give him a a call. TFSA from Dean. Tax-free savings account from Dean. um, He's... By all accounts, he's come in and really like turned the power play around, and he's obviously responsible for the defensive side. And he they're they're playing. I still don't think that their blue line is no, the most talented, now. but the way they're playing, like Morgan Riley tonight chipping in offensively, he had a bad pinch, which led to the um not a bad pinch, he got kind of out of position, which led to the Rangers goal. Mm-hmm. But like uh, so there's, I give a lot of the credit defensively to Dean Chenoweth is what I'm trying to say. But then if you look at, like, overall, you look at the guys that um, Dubas brought in. Because, like, yes, this team's success is ultimately going to be determined by how the big four and the core guys. I hate saying the big four. Like, you know what? I'm it is done. The big four. No, no. So, it so, is the big four. so, so. If you're done saying, you know what? I'm done with the big four, the core four. It's like, no, like the, because it's not just those four guys. Like Morgan Riley's a part of the core. Muzzin's a part of the core. Media, it's media driven. It's the core four. Yeah, the the big dog. Yeah, I can't. I can't. The big boys, quote unquote. I just can't. I can't with that expression anymore. But it, so it's like, yes, this team will ultimately be driven by those guys. But 
like you look at some of these pickups, like I point at Ka- I point at a guy like Kasha. I pointed a guy like David Camp. Rob, we couldn't even pronounce his, his name, name properly. And now, and now he's season. my now he's my favorite Leaf. And now he's now we're now we're putting him on the first line. Yes, like and then you look at you look at a guy like David Camp. I never remember them having a guy like David Camp. David Camp is a, is a forward who I don't care if he scores another goal for the rest of the season. Uh, three is more than I thought he'd because get all year. Because his, his shutdown capabilities and his his penalty killing is makes him like just such an important piece. And they seem to have found guys who fit into these roles that they needed. And that to me is, is why it just feels more complete when you watch them. Like they feel more complete. It's a better, more, they're not as like loosey-goosey run. But it's like, I mean, I mean, the last two games, yes. they've they've tightened it up. Yes. Like, it, don't get me wrong. I thought tonight was the one night, and I guess Nashville too, actually, where they didn't give up the odd man rush chances. Yeah. Obviously, there's going to be one or two a game, but that was my problem with them early was maybe they weren't getting hemmed in like they used to, but they were giving up breakaways. They were giving up two-on-ones, three-on-ones, and I think that they've kind of shut that down a little bit. It's It's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Um, I wanted to... So, the first 10 minutes of the show has been really positive. Yeah. So, I do want to have a... Just turn away from that quickly. And I want to talk about Nick Ritchie. Um, Nick Ritchie, eh? Nick Ritchie is awful. And he's on, oh. he's on the first line, clearly because Sheldon Keefe is trying to get him going. It drives me nuts because my, my guy, Kasha... Should be on the first line with Matthews and Marner. But it's just, I don't like what, like, he's just, he's just bad. He's just bad. And you were saying last week that, that, that you felt bad. I feel for awful him. for the guy. Yeah. I'm past the point of hating him. I just want him to score. Goal. I don't hate him either. I just, the, want, guy, I the guy literally has two points. Like, it's, it's like really bad. Like, yes. When he got signed here, no one really knew anything about him. Like he was a big dude who, who maybe could score 15, 20 goals, but he doesn't do anything. Like he, no, doesn't, he doesn't do anything. No. He doesn't forecheck. He, he doesn't, doesn't score. Yeah, he doesn't he can't play on the penalty kill. He no. can't hit play on the power play. He can't play on the top line. He can't play on the fourth line. Yeah. It's like, what is this guy doing here? But I'm watching him on the like as a guy who played hockey, who loves sports, yeah. just watching this guy being like, I just want this guy to score a goal. He for just confidence. he just looks he just looks absolutely clueless. Like, I feel bad for him. Like it's like what what can this guy do? Like, so, he's gonna be the press box. But do soon. you actually think like the his best game of the season was in Philly a couple weeks? He did one th- throw one hit. Yeah, <laughs> he got so, seven co- shots. Game high or season high one hit. Like, like, and he gets he gets benched the other night after taking a stupid penalty. Oh, so but what it's God. like? What's it gonna take? Like, I, I do you know. think he can get better? No, I don't. I don't think that's kind of where I'm at too. I don't think he can get better either. He's either got to completely reinvent his game to a fourth line style because I don't see him finding anything on the top line. It's not happening. Like, Which is like kind of like, I like, kind of want to like go at Sheldon Keefe. Like I, I get it. You're winning games. So like how much can you really criticize the guy? But like Keefe, I mean, but like, 
we doing? What are we doing with this guy? It's like you're like, oh well, we're gonna put uh, we're gonna put Mitch with Austin because we want to try and get Austin going. It's like, and we're gonna put Richie on the other side. Yeah. What the hell is that, Sheldon? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't read too much into that third guy on that line because they've been trying to find a third guy on that line for five years. Well, Hyman since Hyman left. Yeah, since like I know, and it took it took a while for Hyman to even get that spot though. Like he wasn't always a shoe in for that spot, but it's. Like, okay, you, you either have Bunting, Kasha, or um, Richie in that spot. And it, I don't really know what Bunting's doing on the fourth line. I, I, don't, I don't know either. I, I, clearly, he You're has, telling me that, like, okay, does Michael Bunting have the most offensive skill? No. You're telling me Michael Bunting won't be more effective than Nick Richie? Are you crazy? No, I think he's better than Nick Ritchie. So why the hell is Nick Ritchie on the first line? I don't know. I think every I think winning right now is making everything better. I think yeah. if they were awful right now, oh, Nick getting, Ritchie uh, would just be getting destroyed. Yes. But it's just right now, anywhere you put him, it doesn't matter because they're banking points. They're getting wins. People are staying off his back because of that. People are also staying off Sheldon's back. Winning cures all. And it, this isn't just like a little heater they're on. Like this is, No, this is like a dude, sustained this is like, run. Yeah. This is like we're getting ourselves in a position to make the playoffs already. Yes. Because you look at the division and it's, it's Florida, it's Toronto, it's Boston, it's Tampa Bay. And it's how are they going to slot? Who's going to get in where? And these early points are just crucial, like amazing. Yeah. And especially when I look at how long Peter Morazic is going to take to get back. Yeah. And it's like, well, we brought this up last week. I brought it up last week and I want to bring it up again with the Jack Campbell thing. It's like, that's your only, that's your only concern right now is how much Jack Campbell is playing. And I feel like the more he's playing, the better he's getting yeah. because I feel like if you're a goalie, I feel like reps are good as a as a goaltender. Mm-hmm. But we know that people aren't really relying on number one goalies anymore. They're getting tandem scaling back responsibilities because of injury, because they want more rest. So hopefully, cross her fingers, he stays healthy. But if Jack if Jack Campbell goes down, they are they're in big trouble. So let's. Enjoy it while it's here, but that's like the wild card and all this thing for me, for this team. Before we get out of here, I want you, you you've mentioned this to me offline a couple times in the, the last few days, and I wanted you to bring it up here. I want you to talk to me about the invisible man. The invisible man. Yeah. Nobody knows who the invisible no, man is. No, they're all waiting with bated breath right now to hear who the invisible man is. Because no one talks about him. Yeah. In a positive light or a negative light. Yeah. He's just invisible. Yep. TJ Brody. Yeah. How many, for you talking buds, historians out there, how many times have we said the name TJ Brody? Never. How many, how many times when you listen to radio or when you watch pregame and postgame shows, do you hear the name TJ Brody? Never, never. And and the thing that shocks me too, it's, it's because we should clarify. This isn't a negative. No, 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 no. This isn't negative at all. I, this is just like me just being like, what the hell is going on? Because any Leaf player that makes, like he occupies a, a chunk of the salary cap, like $5 million to play on the top pair or the second pair or whatever. So with that in this city comes scrutiny if you're not playing well. But have you heard a negative thing said about this guy? No, never. But that's, I, I think if you're, so it's funny, right? It's different. If you want to talk invisible man, 
it's that it's totally different to call a defenseman that versus calling a forward that. For sure. If you're calling a forward the invisible the invisible man, it's negative always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's you're you're out there, we don't know, so you're not doing anything, you're not generating any offense, you're not yeah. generating any scoring chances. No. But when you're a defenseman, it's a good thing. It means no. we don't notice you. You're not getting beat. You're not coughing up the Especially puck. Especially when you're not, you're not an offensive defenseman. Yes. Because he's not an offensive defenseman. But he's he's so critical. No. And it's Think just... about, like, let's just say, knock on wood, let's just say he got hurt. Yeah, that's well, that. That's why what we talked about last week with trading Dermot or Hull, it's like, yeah, I don't know if I'd be doing that. No. no. Because of that. But it just... I don't know. Like, I feel like Leaf fans, the nerdiest Leaf fans, the most old school Leaf fans, the all the different pockets and weird stuff with Leaf fans, they'll find something to bring to the forefront about a player who's making decent money, who maybe not doing this or that. And this guy's just like living on another planet. Yeah. Like, he just goes away scot free. No one yeah. says anything about him. It's. It's mind blowing. Yeah, like literally, just the most useful. So, so your player. point, your point is more about. It, it's not even about the way he's playing. He's playing great. No, but but your point is more about the Toronto market. Yeah, like, like why traditionally, this... you think that they would like zero in on a player who makes as much money as he's and, like, making. We're going at like you did it on this podcast. We're going out of our way to praise David Camp. Camp. Yeah, Andre Kasha, like. And yep. and here's a guy who's a top pairing defenseman who makes over five million a year, who just like they're not even like praising him. No, they're not even be like, oh, TJ Brody, TJ Brody, we're falling in love with you. Just nothing. Yep. It's just quiet whispers, invisible. Yep. It, nobody says his name. Yeah, I know. I don't even hear his name. Like I, I listen to the radio all day long. I'm a fanatic of Toronto media, and TJ Brody's name never comes up and it's just i don't know it's an I, interesting study i don't understand i maintain I that that's a good thing for a defenseman um 100%. before we get out of here i would be remiss like if you look you look at that jersey on the wall behind you i would be remiss if we didn't just mention quickly that logo yeah 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 i would be remiss if we didn't <laughs> mention quickly dion Phaneuf being honored by the leafs earlier this week um, it warmed my heart. It really did. Yeah. Um, here's a guy that when he was here, man, Good soldier, man, did he take a lot of shit when he was here? Oh, yeah. Man, did he? And it's like it was never the guy's fault. No. He didn't ask to be named captain. No. Burke and Wilson just made him captain. Yeah. He was a good soldier. Mm-hmm. He played really hard for this team. He cared about being a Leaf. It was funny. So many people sharing Dion Phaneuf like highlight reels on Instagram and Twitter and stuff. And this dude laid some guys yeah. out in his day. Okay, two quick opinions on Dion Phaneuf. Yeah. Number one, never hated him as a leaf. Yeah. Wasn't slotted correctly, was on a terrible team that was just whatever. Salute gate. Personally, unpopular opinion. Didn't blame the players. Don't throw jerseys on the ice. Don't throw waffles on yeah. the ice. That's disrespectful. Yeah. I don't care how bad a team's doing. Yeah. Number two, I don't get what happened to this guy. He doubled Dion, laying guys out, fighting, scoring 20 goals a year to all of a sudden becoming not physical, backing away from dudes like Lucic in the playoffs in 2013 and not contributing offense and missing the net on a slap shot every two seconds. (laughs) I I don't, I don't, that that's, that's the one thing about Dion. It's nothing to do with him as a leaf. It's like, what happened to the dude that was in Calgary? Like what I, I I just want to know what happened in that 
time where I he still went from remember being a the legend. day. I still remember the day where they where they traded for him. I remember where I was. I remember exactly yeah. uh, where I was when I got the news. So, but anyways, wore my heart to see it. I thought the video they put on online with him like talking to the team was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, so like, congratulations. He deserves it. Mm-hmm. Um, before, last thing. I'm going to ask you the most sports radio question of all time right yeah. now. You got Pittsburgh on Saturday at home, and then you got the Islanders on the road yeah. on Sunday night. How are you deploying your goaltenders? I, I don't know. I, I I honestly don't know. Like, it, I, I have a hard time thinking about this, what the rationale is. I get you're going to the Island first home game. It's going to be tough, but. I mean, in a perfect world, Hutchison put him in that game because you think it's going to be Hutchison, a harder. Wool. I mean, wool. Yeah. Put wool. I mean, Hutchison put, just got shelled put for four wool goals in, in the, the Pittsburgh a. game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hutchison just got shelled for four goals with the Marlies. He's put, not coming up. In a perfect world, okay. put your best goalie in the hardest situation, but maybe you want to bank do the Babcock. Well, the three, Babcock. Yes. Bank the two points. The Babcock. Method. I don't care. Yeah. It doesn't matter who. Like teams have to play their backup goalies. You're going to have to win games with your backup goalie. It, putting him in, you have to put him in eventually. So it's like, figure it out. I don't care which game he goes in personally. Just figure it out when he's in the net. Yep. Like, just play better defensively, be tighter, whatever. I don't care. Well, I don't, can't think of a better way to end this week's episode other than that. Thanks, everybody, for checking us out. If you like what you see, hit that like and subscribe button below. Leave a comment. Spread the word. Tell your friends. The algorithm. All that fun stuff. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week looking to make the most out of this life and optimize your personal wellness then check out the natural man podcast join me host mike c as we explore all areas of human wellness physical mental and emotional learn strategies to optimize your own well-being and be in the driver's seat of your own health remember your doctor works for you learn biohacks neurohacks ways to improve sleep and ways to optimize your body and your mind. Check us out on Apple, Spotify, the Fountain app, and at naturalmanpodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.